Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 24, Money Honey. I keep going back to the restaurant every day, lying to Ryan about what I'm doing and walking everywhere as to not use up my gas. It's a very humbling experience to be so close to your dream and yet so far away from financial stability. I don't completely hate it here. I just see it as a means to an end. Everyone is nice enough. I've been getting better at mixing drinks quickly. At first I was terrible, like really slow. Alcohol was going everywhere and everything tasted horrible. I'm not sure if the bartenders have forgiven me for being bad at it or taking the money from their shifts. Nevertheless, I don't care right now. I'm in survival mode and making the money I need is all that matters to me. After work, I go home and write, which surprisingly feels like a treat rather than how it used to feel after work, like a chore. I've heard that once your hobby or passion becomes your full-time job, it starts to feel like a job. So I'm happy I actually have another job to keep the spark alive. I became so lazy and so compliant at my old job, I felt like the walking dead. I was so drained of life by the time I got home, I felt like I had nothing left. The bartending is actually fun. It's fast-paced, and I get to chit-chat with people and see how far I can get away with annoying Stan. He treats me more like a little sister than a pest. Plus, I'm enjoying pretending to be young to people at work who are actually young. Whether they believe me or not means nothing to me. Again, I don't care. I doubt I'll see any of them ever again after I leave, until I come back in for a drink. Now that I'm thinking about this, either I never come back in or I stay on people's good sides while I'm here. Ryan wants to see me this weekend. He says I've been distant, which I guess I have been for the last two weeks I've been there. I can tell he's starting to suspect something. The last time I saw him, not only did he seem confused on why I'd been so busy, but it seemed like it was starting to hurt his feelings. I don't want him to feel bad, of course, but I also don't want him to feel bad for me. I still don't know how to tell him that I'm broke and what I'm doing. I tell Stan that I'd like the weekend off, and he tells me those are my biggest money-making days. I'm not a full bartender yet. I'm still just assisting. But I need to make as much as I can, and if weekends are better for that, then I really don't have a choice. Rent is due in a couple of days, and I need a couple hundred more to make it. I don't get it. You're busy all weekend? Are you seeing your weekend boyfriend? Ryan kids to me over the phone. He calls me, like an old person, because he is inside. I'm just going out with some friends. It's nothing personal, I swear, I say to him on my break at the restaurant. You aren't working, and yet you're busier than you've ever been. I'm not trying to keep you all to myself, but things seem different. I wish I could tell him the truth, but I'm petrified that he'll judge me. 
things seem different? I ask. You know, maybe I just need to give you some space. Maybe I've just been coming on too strong and with the talk of you moving in and all. No, you're fine. Really. I say starting to worry. He sighs. Okay, well, then I guess I won't see you this weekend. He asks sadly. My heart is breaking. I feel so enormously guilty. Yeah, I guess not. Okay, well, just call me when you're home tonight or something. I was going to say if you wanted to go to this house party later, it'd be a good hang for you. Stan yells at me that my five minutes are up and to get back. I flinch and look up at him, hoping that Ryan didn't hear anything. Okay, well, that sounds good. I gotta go. Wait, he says. Yeah? I ask, panicked. Is there something going on that I should know about? He asks slowly. No, nothing. I'll call you tonight. I spit out and hang up the phone. Stan's right. It is busy on the weekends. I feel a little off my game, which is a weak game, but I'm trying. I begin to feel the fatigue of working somewhere where you don't get to take naps and lounge around all day being bored. People come flooding in throughout the night. I help with hosting, and then I help with bartending, as I can barely keep up. Either way, I'm showing everyone that I'm not afraid to work and get shit done. The hostess, with her bored model look, wonders why I'd be so determined to make sure the sections are even for our servers. I just seat people where they want to sit, she says, shrugging and curling her upper lip into a pout. I wonder what she'll ever do with her life if she doesn't bag a rich guy soon. I think she's 27. The servers are grateful for my planning, and the bartenders are warming up to me as I try to make their life easier by handing them the correct glasses and garnishes for the very drinks I myself have ordered here. After seeing so many girly drinks made, you kind of get over wanting one of your own. I can feel my feet ache from standing, and my hips feel sore. I think this is why you do this when you're young. Your body can handle the stress of standing and running around for eight hours on end. This goes on until around 1.30 a.m. when last call is yelled. People start to finish their drinks and pay their tabs. Guys look around for the last remaining girls to take home, and those last remaining girls are too drunk to realize it. I put my hands on my hips and lean over to try to stretch out. Stan comes over and pats my back. A little different than makeup, huh? I look up and give him a half-hearted smile. I saw how hard you were hustling out there, and the servers are really appreciative of your hard work. Good job, kid. Thanks, Stan. I say, nodding to him. We stand there in silence for a minute until he walks away, yelling at someone. He looks back at me. You can hit the road. You're done for the night. See you Monday. I wave goodbye, feeling accomplished. I take a deep breath in and wonder how much better I might have felt doing this in my 20s while pursuing music. Maybe I would have had a break sooner. Maybe I would have had better self-worth. Maybe I would have tried harder knowing I didn't have a backup plan. Who knows? But I do know that I feel proud of myself for taking the leap to not only leave my show, but believe in myself. Some may see this as a step down, but honestly, I feel like this is a stepping stone closer to where I want to be. I get home and call Ryan. He answers, drunk, and it takes me off guard. He's not usually one to get drunk. I'm not sure where he is or who he's with, but he's yelling into the phone. What? Where are you? I yell back, hoping he can hear me this time. I'm with friends, he slurs. You know, friends, like people you're friends with. Right, friends are people you're friends with. I'm glad we established that. Where are you is the question, he says suspiciously. I just got home. But from where? 
inquir, inquir, whatever. He sighs, giving up pronouncing the word. I want to know. He says like a baby pounding the sentence down and giving a little huff at the end. I hesitate but finally say, I was at the village idiot. Oh, do I need to come rescue you again? No, because I did, you know. I came and rescued you. I helped you because that's what you do when you love someone. You help them, he says, his voice muffled as if his mouth were pressed into the phone. Why does your voice sound so weird? Is there bad reception? He burps loudly. No, I was drinking my beer while I was talking. Should I come there and rescue you? I ask, truly wondering where he is and if he drove himself. I can Uber. I'm fine. Look, I want to tell you something, but I'm afraid to. And listening to the way you sound right now, it's definitely not the right time. There's someone else, he says, barely letting me finish my sentence. No, nothing like that. That country guy came back again and you made out with him. I pause, horrified by his prophecy. You know what? I don't want to know. I'm fine. Good night. And he hangs up on me. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, loopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash that girl the podcast.